0: Wake up, America! It's Morning Air with John Morales, Si sí, Senor, Sarah Tafoya, Hey, that's my mom! and Glenn Leverns
1: Bringing the light of Christ to start your day. This is Morning Air. Ah. On Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Good morning and welcome back to a brand new hour. Of morning Air. I'm John Morales, along with Glenn Leverens and studio producer Sarah Tafoya. Thanks so much for joining us across America and beyond, wherever you may be, on this first Tuesday of 2024 here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I hope you had a blessed and a merry Christmas and a happy New Year's celebrations these last few days and got to spend some really good quality time with your family and your loved loved ones. I want to remind you that as Catholics, we continue to say Merry Christmas because for us, Christmas is not just a one-day event. We've already celebrated the octave of Christmas, and the Christmas season continues until the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord coming up on January 8th. So don't throw out your Christmas trees and nativity scenes quite yet. I want to bring in Glenn and Sarah. Merry Christmas
2: and Happy New Year to both of you. Oh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you guys as well. It's kind of good to be back at it, though, back into the, the regular groove, trying to kind of remember what buttons to push and all of that as we get going again.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of good to remember what day it is. You're like in this time zone warp when you're not working. Where you like, I forgot so many times what day it was during the week, and I had to get those reminder, <laughs> the missed appointments and stuff. Come on, get your life together, Sarah. So hopefully now this is the new year, new me. I know what's going on in life, so that's good.
1: For sure. And, you know, I I find it fascinating that, you know, you turn on, uh, you know, the TV, you turn on the news and and people are still saying, you know, of course, Happy New Year because it, it is the beginning of the new year. But you don't hear too many people say Merry Christmas yet, even though for us Catholics, the Christmas season rolls on.
0: Yeah, we're not good at letting things go. We want to keep celebrating for a lot longer than everyone else. So, yeah, happy Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, and Merry Christmas.
1: Exactly. All right, uh, Glenn, on this uh, first uh, uh, Tuesday of the year, our very first uh, broadcast, uh, what are some of the stories that are uh, in the headlines this
2: morning? Well, some dramatic news out of Japan, of course, That earthquake, 7.6 magnitude quake that happened on Sunday. And uh, that, my goodness, uh, has caused at least 48 deaths, some trapped in the rubble there. And then on the heels of that, some dramatic footage folks might have seen uh, an airplane uh, skidding on the runway after colliding. This is a passenger jet with 380 folks on board uh, colliding with uh, a National Guard uh, airplane in in Tokyo. Uh, the guard plane uh, trying to head for disaster relief Uh All 380 people on this plane that caught on fire after the crash on the runway survived, which is uh, quite amazing, but uh, maybe not the same as uh, the half-dozen or so crew members on the National Guard plane uh, still missing. But uh, earthquake recovery continues in Japan, and uh, they're... uh, Kind of on alert for, for more aftershocks as well.
1: What a, what a, a terrible tragedy in the aftermath of uh, all of these uh, earthquakes uh, that hit Japan yesterday. A 7.6 magnitude is, is, is pretty serious.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, tsunami warnings went out for a while as well. Uh, the, the seas have calmed down, but a lot of work to recover from some pretty big quakes in an area of the world that does see them from time to time. Now, Glenn, after uh, much
1: anticipation, uh, the stage is set for college football's playoff national championship game uh, next Monday night.
2: Certainly is. I know you had a big busy day watching football yesterday, John.
1: I did, not just uh, yesterday but uh, through much of uh, of the uh, Christmas holidays, uh, lots of football both college and pro, but yesterday it was all about uh, the bowl games. Uh, top-ranked Michigan will be meeting second-ranked Washington in this year's uh, title game after both won the semifinals uh, yesterday on New Year's Day. Top-seeded Michigan Wolverines outlasted number 4 Alabama Crimson Tide 27 27- to 20 in a dramatic overtime of the Rose Bowl that clinched the Wolverines' first ever appearance in the College Football Playoff National Championship game, which again will be next Monday in Houston. Michigan quarterback JJ McCarthy threw three touchdown passes and led the Wolverines down the field late in the game to force the OT with uh, running back Blake Corum scoring from eight yards out on the first possession of the overtime period, as heard on ESPN.
2: Three. Michigan tight ends in the ball game, they handed to Cora McGann, and makes the cut, first down, Spence, scores, Blake core.
3: puts Michigan
2: on top, in overtime. That's Williams in motion, low snap, Melrose stopped. Michigan makes
3: a stand, and comes up with a milestone playoff victory.
1: A huge win for the Mays and Blue Michigan will play for their first national championship since the 1997 season against the Washington Huskies. Glenn, I covered that Michigan team in 1997 extensively back in my Fox 2 Detroit days.
2: Well, how exciting, too. And do you love how college football handles the overtime as well? So, I mean, this really uh, was an exciting defensive stop to, to seal the win for the Wolverines. It
1: was. It really, really was. And uh, that means that uh, they'll be taking on the Washington Huskies, uh, who uh, defeated uh, Texas. They got by Texas 37-31 in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. turned in uh, one of the greatest uh, performances uh, in uh, the history of the Sugar Bowl, completing 29 of 38 passes for 430 yards and two touchdowns. Washington Huskies head coach Kalen DeBoer on the big win.
3: I'm just really proud of the way the guys you know, are out there just battling, um, focused on the next play, um, being in the moment, and uh, playing and not having any regrets
2: lineup is set for next Monday night in Houston John.
1: Yes it is. So it'll be number 1 against number 2, uh, top ranked Michigan against uh, second ranked uh, Washington Huskies and uh, it should be a, a, a tremendous game. There's no no doubt about it. So uh,
2: uh I may be uh, staying up a little bit later than usual next Monday night <laughs> Glenn. I, I bet you will. I bet you will. But I bet also you'll be able to get right back at it with uh, some healthy new year's resolutions too.
1: Oh uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> We always talk about resolutions here at the beginning of the year. And uh, on, on this day, uh, it, we uh, recognize uh, personal trainers. It's National Personal Trainer Awareness Day uh, on uh, January 2nd. So we're we're uh, saying uh, thank you to all the personal trainers out there who I'm sure will be quite busy with a lot of folks heading into the gyms and health clubs uh, to start their work uh, workout routines.
0: Well, God bless them because, you know, it's really hard to get those uh – bodies of flab and hearts of stone to stay coming after the first month. So they have a lot of motivating to do about the physically, mentally, you know, emotionally, get us, get us going and not give up on ourselves and make sure it's not about having a six pack. It's about just being healthy. We need to be healthy. So it's good to have those guys out there to help us get in shape and motivate us.
1: Now, getting into the gym is good, but just showing up in your workout clothes is not good enough. You got to actually put in the work.
0: What? I thought it was just about the outfits. Okay. Well, I mean a lot of people think those outfits are just for Target too. So I mean whatever you, whatever gets you going. But you do yeah, it's nice to kind of dress the part. It kinda of helps you get into the mood. But yeah, you do have to do some movement. That's that's the real trick, isn't it?
2: Yeah. No, no, John, you do those push-ups on your own, or have you had a personal trainer in the past? I, I have worked with personal trainers in, in the past, but uh, for
1: the most part, I, I pretty much know the routine. I know what I need to do. One thing is knowing it, another thing is to actually do it.
0: Well, I thought Blaze was your personal trainer, so he'd get you out every day to keep the bones moving, and, and hey, you know, get me, get me do this, do that. He knows exactly what he wants, and he would get you going, right? You can't refuse those beagle eyes.
1: No, I, I can't, uh, for sure. Yeah, I, I, Blaze always... Uh, I, it keeps me at least walking uh, on a regular basis, but there's much more uh, to be done, and I uh, I have definitely committed myself to to working out more, both physically and also continue to work out spiritually. So um, kudos to all the personal trainers out there who uh, who work so hard uh, with so many folks, and uh, they got their hands full here early
2: in January, Glenn. Oh, they certainly do. And, uh, you know, if you think it's a little crowded in the gym now, just wait about a month. There'll be a lot of space. No waiting in line for your favorite uh, apparatus (laughs) about 30 days from now.
1: Yes. And uh, in this day and age, you know, some people have just about everything they need uh, to uh, work out right from home so sometimes you don't even need to go to the club if you have all the all the basics uh, right down
0: in your basement. Well, I have 14 kids so or, sorry, 14 stairs and 4 kids. Wow. I I <laughs> multiplied incorrectly. Uh I have 14 stairs and 4 kids so I have a lot of apparatuses right there. So I <laughs> I don't need to find the, the the trainer this year but maybe in the future I could see it down the line I'm going to need some help.
1: Uh with a 16-year-old baseball player my my basement looks like a uh, combination gym and sports museum. We've got a lot of stuff going on, weights, bands, bats, you name it. Uh, so there's there's plenty of tools to uh, to get in shape with. Very good. All right. Uh, as always, uh, thanks so much, uh, Sarah and Glenn.
0: Hey, sure thing, John.
1: First things first, uh, every hour we always start to uh, – Every show in prayer, giving thanks to our Lord for all of the many blessings. And at the beginning of this year, it's a good opportunity to reflect on all of the many blessings. And we always pray through the intercession of the Mother of God, our Blessed Mother Mary. And of course, we continue to pray for peace in the world, especially in the Middle East and in Ukraine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the Americas, patroness of the unborn, and of relevant radio, pray for us St. Joseph, patron of the Universal Church, pray for us. St. John Paul II, co-patron of Relevant Radio, pray for us. And we invoke the Holy Spirit on this day, this first broadcast of 2024 when we pray, Come, Holy Spirit, come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. On Tuesdays, I always take a, a brief moment to remind you uh, to uh, pray to your guardian angel. Don't forget your guardian angel. Even though you do not see these heavenly companions, they are absolutely present with us. And so we should uh, remember our guardian angel and ask our guardian angel for assistance in our everyday lives. Our power scripture from the Playbook of Life this morning is from Luke 2.40. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The child that St. Luke is talking about is the child Jesus, the Lord, that we read about in this past Sunday's Gospel for the Feast of the Holy Family. The family is being attacked now more than ever before, and so we need holy families, both children and parents that focus on Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Let's make a a New Year's resolution to pray together as a family every day, because as Father Peyton famously said, and and our own Father Rocky reminds us every night on the family rosary across America, the family that prays together stays together. And we always pray with great confidence uh, from the Chapel of Divine Mercy, Jesus, I trust in you. You can send us an email directly. It's morningair at relevantradio.com. You can also find us on social media, on X, formerly Twitter, at Morning Air Show, as well as on Facebook. We're going to take a short break when Morning Air continues. Catholic evangelist and Morning Air contributor Martha Fernandez-Sardina, the founder of RememberYouAreLove.com, will be with us to talk about how how we can love more in 24 and why we should uh, make a New Year's resolution uh, to exactly love more. So stay with us. There's much more to come on this Tuesday edition of Morning Air here on Relevant Radio and the new and improved Relevant Radio app. Looking at life from a Catholic worldview, this is Morning Air. Oh, I love you today as as and welcome back to Morning Air. I'm John Morales along with Glenn and Sarah. Merry Christmas as we continue the Christmas season. Thanks so much for joining us on this first Tuesday morning of the new year here on Relevant Radio and the new Relevant Radio app. Our toll-free line, if you want to be part of the conversation this morning, 888-914-9149, sponsored by the Catholic Order of Forsters. And now, let's talk about love. As the glorious Christmas season continues, God is reminding us that He loves us, me and you and everyone around us, and He is calling us to love more and better each day. Have you considered how you plan to do that uh, in the, this new year? Joining us live this morning is our resident loveologist and regular contributor, Martha Fernandez-Sardina, to share some thoughts and tips on how to make a New Year's resolution to love more in 24. I love love that. Martha is an international bilingual speaker, the former director for evangelization for the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. and San Antonio. She's also the founder of RememberYouAreLoved.com. Good morning, Martha. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thanks so much for joining us. It is really good to be with you to start
4: the new year. Good morning. Great to be with you. Happy New Year and Christmas all the way to the end.
1: Merry Christmas, I should say, all the way to the end. (laughs) Of course, and we continue to say Merry Christmas and hear these first few days of the year. I remind uh, our listeners that uh, for us, uh, Christmas is not a a one-day event. Uh, We just celebrated the the octave of Christmas, and and so the season uh, continues on, Uh, and this is is something that uh, is is important for us to, to, to be aware of
4: absolutely in fact we've only celebrated half of the christmas season so we have another full week to go so merry christmas over and over and a very very happy 2024
1: well martha we have uh, this new year of 2024 which means there's new opportunities uh, there's new uh, challenges what is the one thing that we know that will not change
4: God, God will not change. And God's love for us will not change. And God's plan for us won't change. His plan for us here and now and, and his plan for us for all eternity, uh, that, uh, what, uh, that he wishes to give to us and that place and that state uh, in his presence uh, that he wants us to be with him forever and ever. Uh, amen. And so that, that desire of God to save us and to sanctify us and to provide for us uh, to give us life, and as Jesus has said, life in abundance, uh, that's something that we know will not change. God's provision and, and his promise uh, of his tender, loving care, of his presence, of his closeness, as we celebrate now during this Christmas season, Emmanuel, God with us. So that's one thing, John, that's not going to change. God's commitment toward us, his resolve to give us all uh, what I like to call a personal, intimate, life-giving, life-saving, uh, relationship, love relationship with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and as the master and the ruler of our lives. So uh, if we choose to accept that love offer uh, that he makes, if we seek him with all our being, as he says, with all our, if we love the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, uh, we will have a wonderful uh, 2024. That's the one thing we know will not change that offer of love from God for us.
1: And yet there are people uh, who at times uh, are not sure if God loves them. As much as we talk about love here on this show every week with you, uh, how can we be sure that God loves us?
4: You know, it's a sad thing when people don't experience that. And, and sometimes, and I'll, I'll ask people when I'm interacting with people in love encounters, I call them, um, where have you believed lies about you or about God? that are impeding you from recognizing that that is his very nature. God is love, as we see in scripture. Uh, That is who he is, and we are his beloved. That is who we are. Uh, And uh, sacred scripture tells us more than once, in this we know uh, that God has loved us, which is the way of saying, in this we know that we are loved by God in the fact that he incarnated himself uh, because of love. He became uh, flesh, he, he took on our human nature because of love. He died for us because of his love. Uh, when we were yet sinners, St. Paul says, um, and he rose from the dead to give us eternal life because of his love, because he loves you. And he ascended, and he is right now at this very moment interceding for you and for me because of his love. And he's preparing a place. This is what Jesus promised. I will go and prepare a place, a space, a mansion, a dwelling for each one of us in the father's presence and he does that because of love because he loves you and he remains with us as he promised and feeds us uh, with his own body and blood and he leads us with his own holy spirit because of his love and so we know that we are loved because god has demonstrated it in so many ways and he has promised and i love this promise and i look forward to this day when he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead Because of his love, so if any one of us is doubting whether God loves you, think about His nature. He is love, and therefore you are loved.
1: Well, Martha, we just uh, remembered the one-year anniversary uh, of the death of uh, Pope Benedict the the Sixteenth, who actually wrote an entire encyclical, uh, Deus Caritas Est, on God is love. And as you're talking about God being love, I couldn't help but think of our, our late beloved Holy Father.
4: Yes, he was a a passionate lover of our Lord, despite the fact that his temperament was not very passionate, if you will. But the way he would write about it, you knew that he was a man who was deeply in love with God and who knew himself to be deeply loved by God. And so, uh, God rest his soul, may he intercede for us from the presence of the Father.
1: Well, I... um... I love, uh, the fact that we're trying to be better lovers here in, in 20, uh, 24, uh, to love more in 24, it, it, believe it or not, it, it reminds me of like a, a, a sports, uh, saying, uh, you know, uh, l- let's win two.
4: Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like to play with words. Um, Uh, in the best sense of the word. I I don't like when people play around with us in our minds with words, but I do like to play with words. So love more in 24, that should be uh, one of our goals, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Share with us what
1: a New Year's love resolution should look like uh, when it comes to um, more fully responding to God's love here in in this new year.
4: Well, five things. Uh, Decide, choose, resolve, commit, and make it a goal to love more in 24. So decide, purpose it, uh, if you will um, make it, I'm using purpose as a verb here, purpose to love God more, better, purely, selflessly, and daily, eternally, like God loves you. Uh, So decide that, decide to pursue the God of love who is pursuing you. Secondly, choose, choose God above everyone and everything else. Make God number one, numero uno in your life, above everything and everyone else. And that includes more than you. So choose God, make a decision for God. So decide and choose. Thirdly, resolve, resolve to love and obey God above all things. Resolve to check your love progress, your score, your love score. Uh, When you examine your conscience every day uh, during the act of contrition at daily mass and at Sunday mass and and before every uh, monthly confession. So resolve to, to progress in love, uh, commit, number four, yourself, your love life, your relationships, your entire life to God. Uh, commit to placing everything in your life under his rule and reign and, and let the Lord have the first and the last say and everything. Uh, if he says do, do. If he says don't, don't. And lastly, make it a goal, therefore, to love God in 24 better than you ever have before. And, and love God for God's sake uh, and also for your own sake, um, as if it were your last chance um, make it a goal to say yes to Christ. Uh, you are my love. You're my first love. You're my endless love. You're my lasting forever and ever love because that's who he is. And, and I highly recommend it, that you have that kind of love relationship with him.
1: You, you mentioned uh, the uh, the first step being dis- deciding, uh, d- a decision. We make a decision. Uh, we decide to, to be people of love. It, it, it reminds me, I believe it was St. John of the Cross who said that at the end of our lives, uh, we're going to be judged by whether or not we were people of love.
4: That's right. We will be judged by love. And uh, that I like to think of it in two ways, although the Spanish doesn't necessarily imply this, but that we will be judged by God who is love. uh, And of course, we will be judged by the way in which we respond to God who is love because we are to be uh, perfect lovers. Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. So we need to love more in 24.
1: And when when you think about... uh being better lovers to love more. Um, it, it reminds me also of uh, that our Lord wants our hearts. Uh, he doesn't want us to just be going through the motions. He wants us uh, to really uh, commit to Him and, and 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 try to love others uh, the the way that we love ourselves, which is not a suggestion, but but His commandment.
4: I'm glad you mentioned that, John, because sometimes we think it's optional, and it's not. And there are people who are difficult to love, and it's not optional. We must love them. Jesus said, love thy neighbor as thyself. In fact, he says it elsewhere, love others as I have loved you, which means to the point of incarnating himself and living among us and dying our death and rising from the dead and all of the things I mentioned before. So even as we um, decide and choose and resolve and commit and make it a goal to love God more, in 2024. We also have to do the same with our neighbor. You need to decide and choose and resolve and commit and make it a goal, Uh, a new year's resolution to love your neighbor more in 24. So purpose to love your neighbor uh, as yourself, to love every single person around you more, better, purely, selflessly, uh, daily. And as I said before, eternally like God. And that might include for some of us specifically the people that you find most difficult to love, Um, And it might mean loving, uh, which is what I recommend. Love someone new each day of 24. Uh, Show and tell someone. Uh, Go out and tell people, remember, you are loved by God and by me. Do that every day in person, in writing, on air, online, uh, wherever you go. And and choose to love more, not less, but to love more. Uh, And not just the same people only, but love uh, new people. Uh, Don't remain stagnant uh, in, in your love kind of on cruise control, but love better. Um, make it, uh, uh, an exercise routine, like an exercise routine, make your love routine, something, uh, that, that, that grows and, and you're like spring training, you know, the, I know that people do that in, in, in athletics, uh, add reps and sets and increase your love endurance and your love stamina and, and develop new love skills. In other words, choose to move forward in your love life, uh, in your, in, uh, in your ability to love, um, more um, so that your uh, lovability, as I call it, is stronger, not weaker, so that you become a better lover, uh, a better love giver. Uh, and you're always pushing forward and, and getting closer to the goal, which is to love like God. Uh, so, so those are things that we need to, again, resolve, resolve to root out sin and all love killers all that divides us and drives us apart and, and resolve to remove any and all impediments. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before, maybe we need to do it in 24 again. Love obstacles, uh, things that, that impede your uh, love ability from being exercised and, and commit. John, it's a real commitment uh, to reaching out, to touching someone daily, literally uh, and figuratively uh, or metaphorically uh, to making uh, a world of difference in another person's life. And sometimes it's so little effort that it takes to, to love Uh, And make it a goal, make it a goal to see Christ in others, to uh, clothe and feed them emotionally, to to quench people's thirst for love, to visit and welcome and receive others into your life, into your heart, uh, into your circle of love, you know, into your home. Uh, Even if that stretches you and and inconveniences you a bit uh, or a lot uh, and make it a goal. That's what I'm proposing. Make it a goal to love others better than you ever have before, for God's sake and for your sake and for their sake. Uh, Love them deeply and dearly uh, and giving up, trying to be number one. And uh,
1: perhaps uh, another New Year's resolution could be to try to get to confession uh, more often. Uh, Maybe uh, try to go once a month. I believe that confession could be a great way to help one with that resolve that you talk about, that rooting out of sin.
4: Absolutely. And uh, I I highly recommend it uh, once a month. And I always say as often as is needed. Happened to me just now. I think the last time you and I talked in December, we were talking about a confession. I had just been to confession or was about to go and I did. And then uh, there was a situation that came up with a family member and I kind of lost my temper there. I went to confession as soon as I could a few days later. So it had only been a week between one and another confession. You got to do what you got to do uh, because I don't want sin. I don't want love impediments in my heart. I want to be like Christ. And when I'm not like Christ, I want to measure up again to that standard. Uh, so go to confession. And, uh, and I don't want anything in my heart that's bitter. I don't want any, uh, well, St. Paul talks about that, uprooting the, the bitter roots. So that's a great idea, John, and that will help us uh, go uh, a long way in our uh, love um, commitment, in our love New Year's resolution.
1: Martha, in uh, our final moments here, uh, some closing thoughts on how we all can love more in 24.
4: Make love your number one priority. Uh, don't be afraid. Don't be indifferent. And don't be dumb. Uh, don't delay. When I say don't be dumb, is love is a wonderful thing to receive the love of God and to return to Him that love and to return it to others. So uh, if you fail, if you fall, get back up and love again, uh, like Peter and the boys, the apostles. They didn't love perfectly, but they got back up. Uh, life on earth in, in so many ways is kind of a dress rehearsal for what heaven is going to be like. So um, and it, it, it's the arena in which we are. We fight the good fight. We, we keep the faith. We, we fight for that faith, hope, and love that the Lord has given us. So make that um, uh, a New Year's resolution. Um, uh, we're either going to come out victorious or not. And I mean, forever and ever. So we're either going to become truly lovers like God and love for all eternity or not. So take this opportunity that the Lord has given you. I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to you, uh, the one who loves the most wins. We weren't, we've been eternal life, uh, and, and we'll go on living and loving forever and ever. So, uh, we better start now and keep on loving more and more and loving better and better every day before the, uh, the game of life is over. And the good thing is uh, that the more you love, the more you love loving Uh, and and the easier it becomes and the better you get at it. So yes, absolutely make a new year's resolution to love more in 24. And you know what? I can say this, John, if we all decide to love more in 24, this world uh, will become a different place. If you and I decide to love more in 24, your world, my world, will become a better place for you and for me, for the people around us in your marriage, your family, your coworkers, your friends, your neighbors, your community, your fellow parishioners, your your priests, uh, and maybe even your bishops and civic leaders. So love more in 24.
1: Real quick, uh, where can our listeners find you if they want to invite you uh, uh, to to their parishes or or their area?
4: I would love to come out to your parish or your diocese. You can find me at MarthaFernandezSardina.org. You can find me at rememberyouareloved.com. Both of those will take you straight over to my Facebook pages. You can send me a message, or you can email me at info at rememberyouareloved.com. I'd love to come out to a conference, a retreat, a parish mission, uh, and uh, do a little love messaging uh, in your area. So barthafernandesardina.org, rememberyouareloved.com, and info at rememberyouareloved.com.
1: I love it. Uh, Love more in 24. Martha, thank you so much for being with us on our first uh, broadcast of this new year.
4: Thank you, John. And remember, you are loved.
1: And so are you. Martha Fernandez-Sardina, the founder of RememberYouAreLoved.com. We need to take a a short break. Uh, When Morning Air continues, you'll hear my conversation with Curtis Martin, the founder of Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, who spoke to me about the 25th anniversary of Focus and the SEEK24 conference that's underway in St. Louis. So stay with us as we are headed down the stretch on this Tuesday edition of Morning Air here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. wake up, America. It's Morning Air with John Morales,
4: Sarah Tafoya,
1: and Glenn Leverens. Your home for faith, fun, and news in the morning. On Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio
2: app.
1: And welcome back to Morning Air. Happy New Year as we continue to say Merry Christmas during this Christmas season. I'm John Morales along with Glenn and producer Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us on this Tuesday morning for our first live broadcast of the new year here on Relevant Radio and the new Relevant Radio app. You can always send us an email directly if you have any thoughts or story ideas, whatever you might want to run past us. It's morningair at relevantradio.com. Now, are you familiar with FOCUS, uh, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students? This outstanding organization celebrated their 25th anniversary in 2023. Listen to part of a video on the FOCUS website. Uh, with the founder Curtis Martin.
3: Nearly 2000 years ago, Jesus Christ started his public ministry. It's amazing to think of what the scriptures tell us. The scriptures tell us that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross, the joy of the gospel, to be able to recognize that it was the joy, the joy of what? The joy of watching you and I come alive in Christ. That's what brought Jesus to his mission. But it's not just his mission. He's invited us to come on mission with him. 25 years ago, Focus stepped into that mission, and we've been blessed to be walking with Christ and in the heart of the church for all of those years. As we look back at the past 25 years, we're filled with gratitude to each of you. Thank you so much for walking with us. And at the same time, we also believe that 25 years is just a good start.
1: In fact, uh, beginning last night on New Year's Day uh, through Friday, January 5th, Focus is holding the Seek 24 Conference in St. Louis with thousands and thousands of young people seeking to hear the call and live differently for Christ. This year's theme is Be the Light, and Relevant Radio is one of the premier sponsors. I recently spoke with Curtis Martin, the founder of Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, about uh, Focus 25th Anniversary, and the Seek 24 conference. Uh, Curtis Martin is the author of the best-selling book, Made for More. He serves as a consultant to the Pontifical Council for the promotion of the new evangelization. Here's my conversation with Curtis Martin. Good morning, Curtis. Thanks so much uh, for being with us here this morning. It is a joy to be with you once again.
3: John and Sarah, great to be with you
1: congratulations on the 25th anniversary of Focus. Uh, This is uh, so special. Uh, What's it been like for you, uh, Curtis? It's
3: been a great ride, John. I'll tell you, it's been amazing to watch. You know, we could talk about numbers and we probably will, but it's the stories. It's the people coming alive in Christ, people's lives, you know, taking a 180. I was a prodigal son or daughter and now I've found the Father's mercy. And it's just been an amazing thing to watch. Our college campuses are filled with millions of young people who are looking for Jesus, they just don't necessarily know that they're looking for him. And our missionaries try to go out and connect with them. And as they do, great stuff happens.
1: Oh, there's no question that the Focus is, is just doing just incredible work uh, for our, our church, way more than there's time for us to talk all about it uh, uh, here this morning. But, you know, there's people out there who may have heard about Focus, but they, they're, they're not, uh, you know, super familiar with it. Uh, can you share, uh, for those who uh, don't know about it, what exactly is Focus and, and why uh, you were inspired to found it back in 1998?
3: Yeah, it great. Thank you very much. We are an organization that takes young people who are alive in their faith, who have crisis become the central part of their lives. We send them out as missionaries, primarily back onto college campuses, mostly in the United States, although we're in Western Europe and Mexico, and we're also serving parishes. So, so we're going to go out and be with people, and as, people are, as young people are alive in their faith, they're living joy and, and uh, thanksgiving, other people are drawn to them. I talking to a young gal. She said, I just, your people were the most amazing people I ever met, which was surprising because I wasn't a Christian. I was raised Buddhist. And um, they became, they, they befriended me. And by Christmas, I wanted to be a Catholic and by Easter I was. So we're just watching people come to faith in Christ or come back to faith in Christ for those Catholics who drifted away.
1: Uh, Curtis, did you ever in your wildest dreams ever imagine um, the, the growth and all the many blessings and accomplishments of, of focus here after 25
3: years? You know, John, it's a a mixed bag. That answer is tough to give, because on one hand, of course not. There's no way that we could ever imagine what God was going to do. And at the same time, the model that we're implementing, that we like to say the method modeled by the master, actually leads to continual ongoing growth. Uh, One person goes out and and shares the gospel of Jesus Christ, with three or four or five people, and those three or four or five do the same. And so we did sit back 25 years ago and say, you know what? If everything went well, we could reach hundreds of thousands of people. And by the grace of God, we've been able to uh, watch God do that through us.
1: You, you have uh, nearly a, a thousand missionaries, tens of thousands of brothers and sisters that have been uh, truly transformed uh, uh, day in and day out. Would you say that love uh, is w- what keeps your mission going, uh, not, not just today, but uh, you know, down the road?
3: Yeah, love is certainly it. That's the, both the fulfillment of all the virtues, But I would say in particular, it's both grace and joy. People want to have joy. No matter what they're doing, everybody is pursuing joy. They can't find it. And I would argue, and this is our argument, not in words, but in our way we live, that joy, by living joy, you can attract people who even radically disagree with the church to reconsider their thoughts. And so it's been wonderful to watch grace and joy and love.
1: Okay, you're you're blessed to have nine children and uh, nine mm-hmm. grandchildren so far, uh, are, yeah, <laughs> and, and another one on the way. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! That's awesome to to God. hear. Um, tell me, have any of them been in, involved uh, mm-hmm. with, with Focus? Have they uh, become Focus graduates?
3: Yeah, no, we have uh, three of our nine are uh, active full-time missionaries, and uh, we have have eight boys and one daughter. The one daughter's husband, our son-in-law, is also full-time with Focus, so it's become a family effort.
1: Wow, that, that is outstanding. Um, I have been extremely uh, blessed uh, to uh, attend uh, Sikh conferences in the past. I believe I went to, to, I was in Nashville back in 2015. It's an experience that I will never forget. was there promoting my then uh, The 40 film, uh, but it was just so uplifting and so expiring, uh, inspiring uh, to see all those young people, just thousands and thousands of them uh, on fire for, for Christ. For those who are not familiar with uh, the Sikh conferences, can you can you tell us about Seek in general and specifically this upcoming Seek
3: Twenty Four? Oh, thank you, John, and I hope we can get you and Sarah back there before too long. It's uh, it really amazing. So we'll be in St. Louis, uh, January first through fifth. It's a very inconvenient time for families, but it's a time to get college students together. We'll be gathered by the tens of thousands, uh, dozens and dozens of bishops, hundreds of priests, hundreds of seminarians, hundreds of religious brothers and sisters. Uh, I was described to me one time by a friend as, you know, this is the way the church should look all the time. And I'll tell you, in a world where there's lots of reasons for discouragement, if you're near St. Louis, you want to come even for a single night, join us uh, in St. Louis at SEEK. Uh, The information is there at focus.org, and we'd love to have people join us there. We're still signing people up. It's past registration, but we're doing late registrations now.
1: It's it's so exciting. I, the image that is in my mind as, as you're speaking was uh, at the time uh, you had at least a hundred young people up on the stage representing every single uh, college across America involved with Focus, and to see them all together as one at the time uh, was very inspiring. I'm sure th- those numbers have grown quite a bit.
3: Maybe more than doubled, John. It's been wonderful to watch again you know, this method that Jesus gave us of of raising up apostles who would go out and raise up other disciples, who would raise up other disciples. This is what we're trying to live. We believe it's the Catholic way of evangelization. And it's been wonderful to watch to start with two part-time missionaries. Now we have over 1,200 full-time missionaries. It's just exciting to see.
1: It, it really, really is. Uh, what, what excites you the most uh, uh, about SEEK and especially this upcoming one?
3: You know, I would say that reaching the men and women, men and women, as we all know, are different but complementary, and uh, it's been wonderful to watch young men and young women coming to Christ, uh, embracing Him and living radically for Him. I mean, to, to sit back and say I would embrace religious life, or or I would the priesthood, or let's be honest, Catholic marriage—that's a crazy road. I've been married for 34 years; it's the joy of my life. After Jesus, my my love is Michael Ann. Uh, but it's not easy, and to be able to sit back and say. What are we going to do to watch people? We were last night, we were with dozens of former Focus staff members who are now raising kids of their own at a a, uh, Catholic school concert. It's just amazing to watch. And so the change lives are the most important thing for me.
1: Now, one of the things that I found really, really interesting is that you're going to be in the same town there in St. Louis uh, where uh, Pope St. John Paul II came back in in 1999 and uh, just uh, lit the town on fire. How special is that?
3: It's so special. The chair that he sat in is still backstage. Uh, I had pictures last year with my eight-year-old son sitting in the same chair with With the pope it's amazing this is also the place where the st louis rams used to play football and to fill a stadium with catholics and to be able to worship i mean on on the third night we're going to have adoration and there'll be tens of thousands of people on their knees in a former football stadium uh before the lord and thousands of people will have the opportunity to go to confession we'll have hundreds of priests hearing confession it's been described as disney world without the rides at the end, people waiting in lines back and forth, back and forth, to be able to talk to a priest and go to confession. Really an extraordinary moment in many, many people's lives.
1: John is joining us this morning from Encinitas, California, up and early on the West Coast. Uh, John, welcome to Morning Air. You're on with Curtis Martin, uh, the founder of Focus.
2: Praise be Jesus Christ. Um, A friend of mine, Gerard D'Alez, from France, introduced me to a group called Focalari, which in, uh, you know, French, Latin is the focus. And focalari focused on Jesus as the heart, the heart of us all. And um, so it's so similar. And uh, to reach out to people as souls, as people that belong to Christ, and must, we must help them in the mission of bringing Christ into them and
3: into the world. Amen. Thank you so much, Curtis. Praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever, John. Thanks so much. Book is doing great work.
1: That is outstanding. Um, Curtis, I'm really excited about your speakers and uh, some of the different topics uh, that will be happening at this upcoming uh, Seek 24 conference. In fact, a number of them are good friends of Relevant Radio and, and, and Morning Air.
3: I'm sure they are. Father Mike Smith and uh, Ted Three. We are so blessed. We've got some of the best speakers uh, in the Catholic Church. It's an amazing thing. There'll be opportunities for Mass. It's it's a wonderful thing to go to a Mass and watch hundreds of priests process in. I always tell people, just don't look back. Keep looking forward as they come in. You'll be overwhelmed. But then the great speakers, and there will be mainstay speakers, uh, dozens and dozens of breakout sessions. And those breakout sessions will have thousands of people in them each. And uh, this is the, uh, the best time, I really think, in the history of the world to be a practicing Catholic because we've got people who can articulate the Catholic faith. Scott Hahn, a mentor of mine, will be there. Uh, and, and we've got so many people who are going to be doing great jobs great music. Uh, and so it, we're, we're going to be celebrating how great it is to be followers of Jesus Christ for five days right at the beginning of the year. We'd love to have anybody who's listening join us, and it will be streaming online as well.
1: And uh, one of your outstanding speaker, uh, speakers is uh, Bishop Andrew Cousins, uh, who I'm sure will be talking about uh, the Eucharistic Revival and uh, and next year's uh, Eucharistic Congress.
3: No, we're excited to have Bishop Cousins there. He's a dear friend. Uh, I've been serving on the committee for the Bishops for Evangelization that he's been sharing, and he'll be there. In fact, the Eucharistic Revival is one of the, the, the day sponsors. So five days, and each day has a sponsor. And the Eucharistic Revival will be sponsoring one of the five days, Relevant Radio also, uh, and so we're thrilled to be surrounded by great friends, uh, and we really want to encourage everybody. This summer, we'll be gathering for the Eucharistic Congress uh, in Indianapolis, and we really want to encourage people, please join us there, because Seek is going to be amazing. It'll be 20,000 people, but the Eucharistic Congress might be met, you know four or five times that size as people join us with the bishops around the Eucharist.
1: Be the light uh, is the theme uh, on on your website for this upcoming Seek 24 Congress. Can you talk a little bit about how focus is the light, bringing the light of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, to young people in particular?
3: Yeah, we are the light in the sense that we're the moon. Jesus is the real light. We just reflect his light. And our hope is to draw people to Christ. A few years ago, Jim Caviezel came out unexpectedly. I mean, we knew he was going to be there, but the students didn't. And uh, everybody threw us to their feet. Oh, my goodness, it's the guy that played Jesus in the movie. And, And the next night, the Eucharist came out, and everybody fell to their knees. And I got a chance to speak the night after that. And I said, it's so great that when a guy that looks like Jesus but isn't shows up, everybody stands up. And the next night, when the Eucharist, which doesn't look like Jesus but really is, you all fall to your knees. You know the difference. And this is where we're calling people to conversion in Christ. We'd love to have you join us. If you can't join us, please pray for us.
1: Absolutely. And for much more, visit focus.org. Curtis, uh, it has been a joy. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Many blessings with the SEEK24 conference.
3: Thanks, John. You're doing great work. Great to be with you and your listeners.
1: And that was Curtis Martin, the founder of Focus, the fellowship of Catholic University students uh, who are presently at the SEEK24 conference all this week. For more on SEEK24, visit seek.focus.org. And now it is time once again for another edition of Glenn Story
2: Corner. Still contemplating Christmas, our story today called Meant to be One. By Steve Goodyear. In 1942, the American consul ordered citizens home from the Persian Gulf, fearing they might get caught in the spreading conflict of World War II. Travel was difficult, and some civilians secured passage on the troopship Maritania. Passengers included thousands of Allied soldiers, 500 German prisoners of war, and 25 civilian women and children. The ship traveled slowly and cautiously, constantly in danger from hostile subs patrolling the ocean depths. It was Christmas Eve, and they traveled for a full two months. They'd only made it as far as the coastal waters of New Zealand, and everyone on board was homesick, anxious, and frightened. Someone came up with the idea of asking the captain for permission to sing Christmas carols for the German prisoners, who were surely as homesick and lonely as the passengers. Permission was granted. A small choral group made its way to the quarters, where the unsuspecting prisoners were held. They decided to sing Silent Night first, as it was written in Germany by Joseph Moore and was equally well-known by the prisoners. Within seconds of the beginning of the carol, a deafening clatter shook the floor. Hundreds of German soldiers sprang up and crowded the tiny windows in order to better see and hear the choristers. Tears streamed unashamedly down their faces. At that moment, everyone on both sides of the wall experienced the universal truth that all people everywhere are one. Hope and love broke down the barriers between warring nations, and for that moment at least all were one family. We are meant to be one, and in that knowledge we find true peace. In Galatians 3.28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. As always, thanks so much,
1: uh, Glenn. All this week, uh, we have a, a special live broadcast of the Family Rosary across America with Father Rocky and Maggie, live from the Sikh 24 Conference in St. Louis. In fact, it's going to start at the top of the hour here at 8 a.m. Central and re- be rebroadcast tonight at 7 p.m. here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. That'll do it for this Tuesday, January second, 2024 edition of Morning Air for Glenn Leverens, producer Sarah Tafoya, Gabby Burke, our entire Morning Air team. I'm John Morales. Thanks so much for joining us. Let your light shine before all. God bless America. We'll see you tomorrow on the next edition of Morning Air. Jesus, I trust in you. The Patrick Madrid Show will be coming on after the rosary. Stay with us.